Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Flossers Podcast, and today I got with us Tyler Simmons. What's up, Brad? What's going on? What's going on, man? Dude, me and Tyler, we met at the gym. Uh, he is a personal trainer at my gym, New York Sports Club, and we started yakking about like life, the universe, everything as we do, and I was just like, man, I need to have this guy on my podcast, man. So, uh, Tyler, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, man, well, uh, my background is, uh, well, born and raised in New York City, but however, um, I just returned after five years of being in the Midwest. Uh, my background is in uh, exercise science, so I'm based in more of the physiological uh, application of athletic training um, or training athletes, um, nationally certified in that. Um, also, uh, you know, I, I used to run a gym called Pre-Moving Athletic Club, um, and that was more CrossFit transitioned uh, for adult group training. Um, it was for, you know, anybody who was um, college age, I guess, all the way up to elderly, um, but to get... Um, Retired athletes, I like to call them, uh, or people that want to get into competitions like shape, uh, back into the swing of athletic movement. So getting into weights and running and things again to kind of stay completely functional. So um, that being said, I moved back to the city with that same mindset um, of being able to help multiple athletes. Um, and, you know, I kind of landed among New York Sports Club now, but that's not my staple. Um, but how can I bring athleticism or training philosophies and athletes to the everyday adult and everyday person that doesn't train for a, a, a competition. So what are some of the different mindsets that like, you know, high performing division one athletes have that like you would say like regular people don't have or like people who don't even go to the gym have like what, what are some of the missing elements? How do they approach problems differently? So, all right. So it's for athletes, right? Mm -hmm. It's very solid. Um, you don't have to motivate them. They know that they, if you're a bench player, you want to start. If you're a high school kid who you want to get a scholarship, um, if you're a college kid, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, um, depending on where you're at, I mean, the dreams of the NFL, CFL, AFL is more realistic, and you're trying to either compete for a starting spot, compete for a bigger scholarship, or compete to go play pro somewhere. So you have to get your 40-yard dash down, or if you're a basketball player, you got to get your vertical leap up, um, your broad jump, things like that. So there's actual results that you know you have to drive towards. When that's stats and that's numbers in testing days. Now, for somebody who's an adult, somebody who's not an athlete, like you know, just you know, maybe some kid that wants to be in shape or an adult. I mean, what's the real motivation, right? And that's mm. where a lot of people fall into problem because day in day out, they don't have to worry about a test date, they don't have to worry about a game, they don't have to worry about a competition date, anything like that. So the the problem uh, with adult training is it becomes more like lax day school. Mm -hmm. There's no hardcore motivation there. So. Um, what I see with that is they either try to revert back to being in their uh, adults, tend to revert back to trying to be in their old athletic shape. So if you were a high school football player, or a high school softball player, you try to go back to being that. Um, if you were, you know, a college, you know, swimmer, you're trying to go back to that shape. But however, if you become 25, 30, 40, you can't necessarily get right back into that shape like you used to. You just don't move the same and you don't have the same drive. You don't have a coach on you. Mm -hmm. So people look for motivation for the most part uh, for general fitness. And they look to look good. So how do we um, quantify that? It's based mm. on the person and what they want out of uh, fitness. And how can we reach their um, level of, I guess, motivation to peak out? That is so interesting that you talked about the aesthetics of it, right? Because the, the problem with just chase, chasing, chasing aesthetics, number one, it's superficial, mm -hmm. right? So, like, like, the thing is, is whenever you take, a, a, like, a Division one, someone who, who has ambitions of being a Division one athlete, th there's a future in there, yeah. you know? It's not just, like, some, like, hey, I want to look better in my shirts, right. right? This is literally life or death, a right. li uh, the life that I want or the death of that dream, right? right? And so, or even with a person who's trying to get a bigger scholarship, this is literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is futures of death. This is maybe whether or not I, I'm able to own a house 
house by 20. Exactly. And when you just take somebody who is just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I want to look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's what is better. We both have great bodies and we mm-hmm. both know, like, there's so many different spectrums mm-hmm. of that. And the deeper you get in, the kind of like the harder it is to get motivated solely right. for that reason. And then um, I, I can also understand, like, the difficulty, like, uh, somebody who is engaged in athletics or engaged or, you know, as, um, uh, 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 what's called uh, Teddy Roosevelt would say who's in the arena already fighting mm-hmm. yeah. you already have a concept that this is hard right. right like a lot of people when they're getting into fitness man they don't understand like how difficult it's going to be oh, especially yeah. at the beginning and right. your brain is like you're, you're, I mean your heart hasn't moved that fast right. like I tell people like this it's like dude like your heart when you you're going for a good run is moving as fast as if you just did a whole lot of cocaine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, seriously it's crazy it's crazy um what it is is people, I mean, people don't like change. I mean, that's probably what it is. People don't like change, and it's um, the older you get, the harder it is to adapt to new traits. So if yeah, you've never worked out in 20 years, I mean, you're talking about adding something new that you haven't done in 20 years? Mm. You know, people don't like that. You know what I mean? People don't like rolling out of bed and taking 5 a.m. runs. They don't like leaving work, and they go into the gym after a nine-hour nine, uh, work shift. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's a new addition. So one, the stimulus of actually um, creating that, Discipline of going to the gym or, or getting a workout routine, whether it's gym, whether it's run, whether it's like you know doing yoga in your own house, something like that. Um, but what I also do understand too is that everybody likes winning, mm. right? Mm. And so it's about micro wins, right? Mm. Little goals. So every time you hit a rep, every time you finish a workout, that's a micro goal. The overall goal is uh, you know full health. You know what I mean? Better health, better fitness, um, feeling good, functional, feeling functional. So most people have a pain of some sort. Right, whether you wake up out the bed and you're like, oh, my back, oh, my shoulder, my neck is stiff, or after the day, my feet are killing me, you know, that's normally can be backtracked to your level of fitness, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's your cardio uh, respiratory, um, whether it's your, you know, your, your lack of mobility, um, whether it's um, lack of flexibility, whether it's, um, you know, just you just don't have certain things developed with you physically that kind of tamper with you day on day in day out, which adds to the level of stress. So going back to goals, if I can make little goals, like okay. You, I can see your hip rotators aren't as functional as they need to be. If I put you on a wall squat test, you you know you can't even get ninety degrees on your on a squat. That's probably gonna hinder you know how how you feel day in day out. If you're like oh my groin hurts or my my back hurts, you can probably tamper it down. So let's let's just work on your mobility for your hips now. Mm. Okay, let's create a goal. So week one, mark that down. Week three, mark that down. You're already feeling better. Yeah, you're feeling better. So that's a little goal. That's a win in the books. Mm. People are like oh shit. I am feeling better. And then there, you just want to keep on hacking goals, hacking goals, hacking goals. And then you're always going to have something you need to fix or something you need to maintain. So people just keep on trying to keep many goals in there. For me personally, I mean, I'm pretty well fit, but I have little, you know, dysfunctions here and there, you know, from playing college football myself and years and years of wear and tear. So I always have goals. My goal, I don't need to be a 300, you know, a, a 600 pound bench or anything like that. Um, that used to be my goal. You know, I don't care about that now. I do care about wanting to do an Elsa to handstand because I know that's more fully functional in athleticism. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to create new things. And so what I encourage people to do for many, for many, first create mini goals, mini wins, win that 5 a.m. run. Go do it. Wake up out the bed. Go do it. Okay? Right. That's one win in a day. Okay? Do it again tomorrow. Take another day off. Go do it again Thursday. You know what I mean? Things like that. Then throw yourself in a competition. Give yourself a date. Put yourself back in competition. Go run a half marathon. Go run a marathon. Go run a 5K. Go do a, a mud run, something like that. Go do a tough mudder. Put yourself in these little competitions so that you always have a goal to work towards because mm. people just like having something to work towards. If, if, I mean, it becomes, you know, the idea of communism. If you don't feel like you can move, ever level up, you know, incentive is very low. 
I 100% agree. And I think one of the things you had talked about earlier that I want to like just re, 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 um, bring up is people hate change, right? Mm-hmm. And you talked about if someone's been like not working out for 20 years, their whole identity and their entire thing, they've constructed an identity of I don't work out, mm-hmm. which includes their wins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't even know to say like, hey, me going to the gym is a win because that's not a win in their identity. Right. Like their identity might be a win like, oh, I got to go drinking it with the buddies. Mm-hmm. So you have to change fundamentally what your wins are. Yeah. I love um, in, in pickup, um, so I, like I used to uh, be a dating coach and stuff like that. We teach guys that you have to stack your wins in action. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just talk to that girl, no matter what the fuck she said, right. win, bro. Right. Exactly. And, and you create an artificial winning effect, mm-hmm. and that creates momentum. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is, is winning actually releases more testosterone, and there's all these hormonal releases mm-hmm. that you have just from thinking that you want, yeah. not whether you actually want. Because winning is a is a is a construct, uh-huh. much like success and failure. Like for example, like my body, most people would say my body is great, right? If I step on stage. Uh, today uh, for an NPC thing, I will come in last place. Mm-hmm. It is not a win, right? The, because the, but what changed was the context. It's the right. viewpoint, right? right? And so it's all like, about perspective. It's all about perspective, and a lot of people don't have the right perspective. So they're in order for them to win at their goals, their goals are so far away. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're just some like guy with a, a dad bod who hasn't worked out in twenty years, and your win is a six pack abs, like 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 a three year journey, mm-hmm. three years without getting a fucking yeah. win, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. That, you, that's only gonna take willpower, right? And and it it's funny because I mean it's some people can operate that way, right? For example, like I have people come to me and they'll be like, Yeah, dude, I wanna have like I wanna weigh this and have this and have that and it's like, you know, I wanna be swole like you and it's like you know, it's gonna be a while, but shit, if that's what motivates you, if looking at fucking, you know, Brad Kessler, sorry about it, Chris. Uh, Brad yeah, Kessler. Oh, okay. Motherfucker, fuck, 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 fuck. If you're looking at uh, Brad Kessler, you know, Brad Kessler, some kind of like huge, you know, dude on Instagram, if that motivates you, if that's gonna motivate you for a year from now, I mean, if it keeps you going, fine. Because I, I, I like to say, if you wanna set the bar high, set the bar high. If that's the kind of person you are, again, some people like to set the bar in many scales. For example, she's gonna kill me, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? She finds, you know, even though I'm <laughs> me and I'm really good at what I do and I've, you know, I help people lose 40 pounds. I've helped people, you know, gain massive amounts of muscle. You know, I help people cut their body. You know what I mean? She still finds hard motivation to, like, you know, lose the weight that she gained over the past year or so. Mm. So, you know, I try to set goals. Oh, she's, they see somebody who's, like, relatively fit. Oh, I just want to get down to that. And then, you know, she'll lose motivation there and there. So what I try to do is I try to trick her into, like, you know, I'll watch, like, a, you know, a, a aesthetics competition of males. And then she'll be like, hmm, can I see the ones? I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. Then I'm like, what do you think about competing there? She's like, I don't know. And then she'll start criticizing them, like, oh, that's too far. What's your real job? And I'm like, it's attainable. It's just a longer journey. But she finds that as demotivating mm. because, it's like, I'll never get there. Yep. So for her, it has to be very, very small goals. And that's fine. We got to set many wins. Well, and you also got to believe it's possible. Like you, you've gone on long runs. I've gone on long runs. Yeah. You know the hardest part about a long run is the fact that at, at the beginning of the run, you actually don't even think it's possible to get mm-hmm. to the end. Mm-hmm. You, you just you don't know how this yeah. body mm-hmm. is going to get there. Yeah. And and yeah. and so so like the thing is 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 uh, number one believing that it's possible. Uh-huh. Like my friend Brendan Lemon, um, he he wrote an answer on Quora. If you guys don't follow him, you guys need to follow him. He's one of my biggest inspirations in life. He wrote an article uh, post saying. Um, if only I, if only I 
believed that I could have achieved all my goals when I was younger, I would have already achieved them. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the big thing is a lot of people don't even they don't even think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And like they intellectually know kind of, right. but they can't when they, they they're there they can't experience that. Yeah. And this is why I think what comes first, and I, I I would like to get your opinion on this. I tell people, dude. If you're starting out, don't get on the first like, like Jeff side fitness plan, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want you to go and learn how to love the gym. Mm-hmm. I want you to go there with your best friend, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to go and do an inefficient ass mm-hmm. workout and have fun. That's because fun. the thing you want exactly. those positive. I, I when I go to the gym, man, dude, like I come in there, dude. That's my that's my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I can just get in there and I love that mm-hmm. shit. But if I hadn't built all those years of just going and having mm-hmm. fun and laissez faire, I would hate it. Yeah, and and that's what I think it has to be rooted in fun. Yes. first. Yes, and that and that's also another thing so some people just don't like and that's what it's funny everything is not for everybody mm-hmm. so one-on-one training might not be for everybody going to the gym by yourself might be for everybody going to the gym with one partner not, might not be for everybody some people might want group training some people might want, might, might want weight training at all they might want yoga they might want spin they might want uh, uh, running they might want cycling you know what I mean there's different aspects of fitness that's what's great you can just million exercises mm-hmm. a thousand ways to skin that cat you know what mm-hmm. I mean so it's just about finding that everybody can find a fun way to get fit and yep. that's the that's the thing so when you say I don't like it there's no you haven't found which one you like mm-hmm. and the thing is I know I guarantee that you never found you never tried to find which one you like yep. if I tried one set, one try, uh, one type uh, of fitness uh, one aspect you might try weight training with somebody they probably put you under some heavy ass weight you say ah, I don't like it and then you just shut away from any kind of physical activity and that's not the way to go about it mm-hmm. imagine if you and I, how I like to attack it is you know how would you like to tell what if you told your kids that what if you told your kids that you know oh you don't like this alright then don't ever try it again that would sound crazy you would be a terrible parent mm-hmm. you know oh you don't like softball oh well don't try any sports anymore no oh you don't like school oh you don't like English I just don't go to school you know what I mean you don't, you don't want to do that essay? Just, you know, you don't like that type of, type of homework? Just don't do it. No, challenge yourself. How can you make that homework fun? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's going to benefit you at all costs. You know, and um, I don't want to go back to what you said. I mean, I do want to go back to what you said, but not to revert too far back. What you said about seeing yourself, believing yourself, mm-hmm. that you can end up, you know, at the end of that race. So I'm going to share a little bit of insight. So I always, because I got into a little bit of life coaching and motivational speaking um, about a year ago. If somebody told me, that I'd be here in a podcast with you today, um, back in New York City, you know, with a job that um, I wanted to do. Um, today, I tell them, you know, they're fucking crazy. You know what I mean? You know, they told if I told people that I was gonna be nine point two percent body fat, nice and cut, I tell them they're fucking crazy. You know what I mean? If I told them that I would be impacting people in a positive light, I, I think they'd be crazy. Um, that I ran a, uh, a CrossFit style gym in South Dakota, <laughs> they, they, you know, they'd be crazy. But go to a college degree, national certification. Um, you know, um, if you told that to the kid that was, you know, 15 years old, sleeping on the subway in New York City, you know what I mean? Um, that one day he had a college degree, uh, had ran two organizations and a gym and moved back to New York City impacting others. Um, I think you're crazy because there's so many things in between that, that are micro win. I would have to win so many micro wins in order to get to where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? However, I did that shit. Mm-hmm. And many people have done it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Everybody has had micro wins to reach their goals at some point. But when it comes to fitness, people can't believe it. So it's like everybody wants to see the duck float on the water, but they never want to they never understand that the duck is constantly moving his feet to keep on paddling through, mm-hmm. you know, the tough waters. And um, I think people need to understand it. It takes a lot of micro wins in order to reach a big one. You have to win the battles before you win the war. Well, the, the, uh, number one, you're, that's a felt. Uh, such a moving story and honestly like I'm 27 
10 years ago, I was addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. I overdosed. I was 107 pounds. Right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you had told any of those people there with me that I would have the body, that, the best body out of all of them, everyone would have told you that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you're right. It's about those micro wins. And this is also the thing. There's an old, um, there's an old um, Buddhist parable where there's a man who wants to climb a mountain. Uh, he wants to become – there's a man who wants to become enlightened. So he asked the, the, the uh, Buddha in the town, uh, how long if I study will it take to me, for me to be enlightened? He, he said two and a half years. He said, what happens if I spend every moment studying? He said, five years. What happens if I spend every waking moment? I don't sleep. I just, he says, he says, 10 years. He's like, why is it to say that the more effort you say that I'm like trying to put in, the longer it's going to take? He said, because you cannot climb the mountain wall, keeping one eye up at the top. Mm -hmm. And that's also the thing is like, part of it is like kind of not thinking about the future Mm -hmm. and just being absorbed in that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like just being like, dude, like I'm here right now. And Mm -hmm. also trusting like this, like. Um, I was talking to my friend about like the nature of success and comedy and all these other things is you got to accept that in many ways you're like a seed an acorn that grows into a tree mm-hmm. to an extent it's kind of effortless there's like, yeah. not a plan you just mm-hmm. do more things yeah. and eventually more things happen that's, that's the truth um, I, I wrote a big piece it's called and, and it's just an equation right it's um, humility plus work ethic or willpower. Humility plus willpower equals productivity. Mm. Okay? Because these are tangible. These are things that you can control. You mm-hmm. can control um, how hard you work. So if you give 100% of hard work, just the other 50% is how your perspective of that hard work is. Like, where's your lane? Mm-hmm. Right? Because, for example, if you're five foot one and you're trying to play shooting guard in the NBA, probably won't happen. But work your ass off, you'll probably land, end up at least getting some kind of high school coaching job somewhere mm-hmm. for all the hard work you're putting in. And you'll get to play um, at a certain level. You know what I mean? Work your ass off. Now, hard work can only take you but so far. It, it, it's just nature. Everybody, If everybody that worked their ass off... I know a lot of hard workers that just are not talented. Mm-hmm. Okay, But they have to know their lane. And guess what? If you work hard enough, you're going to land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part of that is understanding where your talent is. Mm-hmm. Okay, So being able to step back and saying, this is where I'm at. Right? For example, if I'm, if I'm a, a football player, right? And I'm trying to go to the NFL and I'm working hard. I'm in the weight room seven days a week. I'm paying $1,000 for training. I'm doing everything. I'm taking all supplements, this, that, and the third. But I'm just not that good at my position. I'm just not Adrian Peterson. I'm just not Marshawn Lynch. I'm just not that guy. However, if I work my ass off, I'm probably going to end up at least with some kind of you know scholarship of some sort, Division three. There's, there's plenty of places in the world for hard workers. Now, if you take that same attitude with somebody who has talent or somebody who has you know, you know know the aesthetics of you know training um, or, or the physicality uh, for the training, then you get an NFL starter. You get the Marshawn Lynch. You get the Adrian Peterson. You get the uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. You get all these people that are great at what they do today. You get the Steve Jobs. You get the Arnold Schwartz. You know what I mean? I'm just naming people who are really great at their craft because that's when the hard work meets talent. You heard mm-hmm. that over again, but it's willpower plus Humility equals your productivity, and you'll always land somewhere with uh, both. Exactly. If you maximize humility, you'll land somewhere, even if you're, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, not working as hard as you should be. If you work your ass off, you always land somewhere. Now, if you put the both of them together, you'll land right where you're supposed to be. I, and if you put that into the gym, you will always land where you're supposed to be. Yep. I there there's so much of there I I really vibe with. Uh, my dad told me I used to want to play in the NBA. And my dad told me in sixth grade, he said, son, there are genetic limitations keeping you from ever playing in the NBA. Yeah. And um, I, I, I told him, like, no, no, I work really hard. He said, son, I don't doubt for a second that you'll be very good. 
He said some, but like I'll tell you this: you can work every day as hard as you can. You will, you 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 aren't. It's not just that you're not going to be tall enough. You don't have the athletic intelligence. You don't have the rhythmic intelligence. He said you don't have the competition pool. Your your years too late. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. And he said, and this is the sad thing: is if you spend all this time trying to be in the NBA, you're going mi- to miss out on cultivating the gift that you're supposed to. He said because what you think is that you want to play in the NBA is actually just you wanting to be important. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't doubt for a second that you will be important. But I say that you might miss out on that if you spend all of it trying to be important in basketball. Mm-hmm. And to me, it shattered my dreams. Went home, cried, cried, right. cried, cried my dreams out. They literally leaked out my eyes and my nose, just like <laughs> sobbing, right? You know? But like the thing is, is I number one, it made me respect him. Because too many parents aren't going to be real with the kids. I think we, we have a problem with a bunch of parents who are raised watching Disney kid movies, mm-hmm. right? Where the parents are wrong mm-hmm. and that every... And you No, sometimes your dreams aren't valid. Yeah. And you know what? People shouldn't believe in your dreams. No one should... Like, this is the thing... No one should believe in your dreams, not even you, until you fucking do it. You 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 should be the right, biggest skeptic. Right. You gotta be neurotic about the shit. Yeah. You you gotta act like you think it's gonna happen, but deep down inside, not it's, think. And that's called the humility process. Yeah, exactly. Humility process. Part of being humble is able to step back. Like I said, step back and know where your lane is. Exactly. If you just don't have, for example, with fitness, like if you're going to some people, I just gotta say, you can't. No, you won't be that person. No. You know, you just you just not. I mean, just physically, you don't have the amount of fast twitch muscle fibers that are needed for what you're trying to attain, or you don't have the you know your genetics don't allow. Yeah. For example, when people say uh, like Asians can't drink, if I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, there's enzymes that kind of like yeah. uh, uh, don't um, uh, prohibit alcohol uh, as much alcohol intake that um, equals them being impaired yeah. more than others. That's not shooting down their dreams of wanting to win a booze championship. It's just, look, let's be realistic. This is what it is. However, we can say, you know, we can put you in your lane. You know what yeah. I mean? It's being able to step back and say, this is my lane. I'm going to go hard in my lane. And if I find out it's not a lane, it'll land me in another lane that exactly. I'll be effective in. Just like driving in traffic. There might be another lane that opens yeah. up because you're so committed to this thing. Exactly. But you got to learn how to commit. The, the other thing, though, and so this is where we disagree. So humility, so I'm a Nietzsche in, right? I, I, I actually think... Humility is slave morality. I think what you actually should be is is not arrogant, but to the point of where other people might think that you are arrogant and what you will be willing to take responsibility for in life. Now, humility in your own perception of yourself, but arrogant in what you put your the positions you put yourself in. So let's let's even say you ran a gym, right? That, that that's a big responsibility. That like that the, the the that takes an ego to be able to think that you could do that. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of, like, the, and I think if you're hu- humble and have self-awareness, you can do the thing. But in terms of what you go out there and say I can do, I think you should be you should be borderline arrogant with what you think you should do and the positions that you throw yourself in. No, absolutely. And I, but the thing, I don't call that arrogance. I call that High confidence. High confidence. But high, high, you know, having a high confidence, I mean, that's humility. I mean, I mean, if you go into a boxing match thinking that you're going to win, is that arrogance? Even though that the dude might be better than you? I mean, Greg, uh, what is it, Greg McConnor? McGregor, yeah. No, Conor McGregor. I mean, was he arrogant? Or was he, when he went into that fight? Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, he had to be highly confident that he's going to go against the champ. I think deep down he knew he was going to win that fight. No, no. Come on, he wasn't going to win that fight. But he had to, again... Have that borderline arrogance, which is just extreme confidence exactly. that he was going to win that fight. Otherwise, I mean, he would have had no shot at going any rounds. Well, no, no one would have actually even wanted to watch the fight. Yeah, this is the thing: is he made a hundred million dollars? He went from a man whose earnings were like one million dollars to a hundred million dollars based on arrogance. Mm-hmm. The the thing is, the difference between so master morality and slave morality is the distinction is, is that master morality praises things like cunningness, mm-hmm. um, intensity, mm-hmm. courage. 
like arrogance, yeah. bo- boast hardworthy, yeah. like LeVar Ball, mm-hmm. right? And then slave morality is like humility, patience, wait for your time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, I, I, I see, I see, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, and, and how I define it, I guess, is right in between. Yeah, where's that fine line? And it's a gray area because sometimes you gotta be like devil's advocate, you know, devil's advocate. Sometimes you gotta go a little, yeah. be a little rough around the edges on, on how you're gonna present. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta be soft. Um, and wisdom is knowing what to do when. Exactly. And only you can only learn that through experience. Yep. You can only learn Reference. that through experience. Yep. That like, and that, that's the that's the thing. Like so, to me, like my spirit animal, not animal, but my 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 spirit guide is is Levar Ball. I take I I, I, I I look at this guy and every the world wants to hate him. I like that dude. I, I, I do the, the massive amounts of respect I have for him. Mm-hmm. Number one, he has turned his three sons and his family into almost a hundred million dollar. And if it keeps growing this way, um. Close to a billion dollar entity, and the reason I say that because the Kardashians are a platform mm-hmm. to where we can p- compare it. Mm-hmm. And I would say the 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 Ball family can be bigger than the Kardashians mm-hmm. because there's talent yeah. based in there. Yeah. All right, so so that to, to make outlandish points, but you know, but there's no sex tapes involved in that. They, they, so. <laughs> hey, they, um, yeah. Unless it's <laughs> putting his ball in it. What if the sounds gonna start having Matt marry uh, random celebrities and ruin their careers? <laughs> right. We'll see. But 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 the, <laughs> but the thing is, is that he trusts himself more than the world trusts him. Yeah. And the thing is, the world and and this and I will say this as a, as a minority, especially as a as an African American, you're told to kind of not trust yourself. Everything mm. is like, oh, look, look to mm. someone else for guidance. Look, look for yeah. this, like that. Trust yourself. But this is the thing: trust that you'll be okay. Don't mm. trust that you're right. Because this is the thing, we're not right about anything in life. We're, we're less wrong, and that's wisdom, right? Yeah. We progressively get less wrong, but trust that you'll be able to pull yourself out. And that's where the real, the real openness can happen. There's an um, Indian um, parable that says, in every, you're guaranteed um, the fruits of your labor, or you're guaranteed the, your um, labor, not the fruits of your labor, right? Just the labor. And so with everything you do, give 100% of your intent, but be free from the outcome. Right. And that's it. Well, hold it. One sec. Oh yeah, we've got like three more minutes. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, right now, um, there's a developing company um, ran by uh, my mentor, one of my mentors um, in the strength and conditioning world, uh, Coach Alex Coombs. He actually just came back from a large seminar for body tempering, which is a myofascial release um, complex um, down in South Carolina. So about you, NYC's name of the company. Um, we're helping a lot, a lot of uh, inner city um, athletes. Um, you know, uh, become better student athletes. Uh, for the most part, I mean, it's based on you know uh, weight training, sports uh, training, nutrition, um, academics, on um, everything involved. We have recruiting services, all the things like that. We're plugged in with some um, high schools, uh, such as Christ the King High School, and um, we're just trying to you know help elevate uh, student athletes, not just athletes, because it's one thing to you know build um, a kid up to be a great you know jumper or a great runner. But it's nothing to build them up as a whole. So um, our product is to make you an extreme athlete, but an extreme student. And in turn, if you have both of those aspects, chances are you're going to be an extreme person uh, for the world and a great uh, producer for the world. So AboutYouNYC.com. I'll link that below. Can you send me the link on Facebook? Yeah, I can yeah. send you that. Um, so there's that. Um, there's my personal Instagram, uh, Coach T. Simmons. That's C-O-A-C-H-T-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Um and another thing I wanted to shout out of uh, a few people um, who helped me get to where I'm at today. Um, one, Grit Movement Athletic Club, which is no longer in existence. Um, that's the gym I used to help run. Um, started as an intern there um, and moved my way up to more of a uh, somewhat of a managerial position, lead coach. Um, and, you know, Tyrell Gill and his wife, Stephanie Gill, uh, were great people to me. 
Um, they they moved on to Denver, Colorado, great city, um, and they helped me get a long ways. Um, Harlem Harlem Jets youth organization, great people there. That's where I started my roots in terms of uh, training and and uh, sports and you know there's a ton, ton of people to thank. But um, you know shout out to my family, my grandmother, <laughs> and everybody like that. So anybody who listens and uh, follows me and uh, has shown gratitude, um, I definitely uh, appreciate everybody because. Um, if you look at my personal Instagram, it says it's our journey to success. Mm-hmm. Um, anything I do is because of the accumulation of experiences I've gained across the way, and my experiences are shared with whoever was involved. So that's how we all grow. And um, if you don't grow, then what are you doing? Exactly, if you're not growing, <laughs> you're decaying, right? Yeah, basically. So, you know, we're all growing. Um, we all have adversity. Um, um, if you have any goals, man, um, again, think about it and micro win. Stop, stop. You know, delaying your goals because at the end of the day, you're gonna see years pass by. And as the years pass by, you're going to look back and say, damn, I wish I had that time right back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not YOLO, but YOLO. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, well, I mean, like, we got a lot of Indian listeners, so maybe not YOLO, maybe we reincarnate. But, like, in the case that we don't, man, definitely crush it this life, you know, and, or make it a life that you want to play again. Um, no, dude, I, I, I 100% that. I like that you said that you're the compendium of all the people that you gain experiences with. Um, one of the things, like, I, I, I always feel massively indebted to my, my dad because, like, my dad's always, and my mom, my mom, my mom's nurtured me, but my dad's. Um, Patrice O'Neill, do you know Patrice O'Neill? Yes, yeah. yes. So Patrice O'Neill, like, like I, I look up to him a lot, and one of the things he said, a father is somebody who gives you a paradigm of understanding mm-hmm. for a problem that you don't know how to deal with yet. Mm-hmm. It's a better man to do that, and, and so that's that's kind of what he, he's been for me. And so like a lot of the ways I've been able to navigate the world is because literally these ideas that help me navigate the world better. Mm-hmm. And like that's the thing. Whenever you surround yourself with successful people, you you basically can have just better ideas in your head. Mm-hmm. And like the better your ideas are, the better your decisions will be. And the better your decisions will be, the better your life is. Hundred percent. You know. And so it's just kind of like get your, get your ass around people who have better ideas, dude. Let them brainwash you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, but hey, guys, as always, like, follow, share, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter because I need it. Follow me on Instagram. You know, Bill Bati. I'll link all that shit below. And the Lazy Philosopher YouTube channel. I am going to post a video again, you guys. I know you guys have been desperately waiting for that shit. Uh, but I have um, not been doing small wins with that. I uh, just I, 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 I got in my head about this shit again. Little battles, man. Yeah, little battles, man. But anyway, guys, Godspeed and good night.